Welcome to the No New Friends Podcast, the podcast for adults who love to laugh at adulting. In this episode, we have sex coach, the Erica Rivera, joining us to tell us all about her upcoming project, Sexpertise, the podcast. She answers several questions that were written in from our listeners, and we also discuss a Halloween-type fetish-ish type thing. Yeah. This episode is marked explicit for adult content. And now it's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Carrie White. Carrie White from the movie Carrie. Oh, uh, wasn't wasn't she? Wait, wait, wait. Didn't she attend her yes, prom? Yep. And she's a little bit crazy and, and, and a little bit young, right, Scott? Chris and I are both <laughs> thinking the same thing here. Like, it's a little young. We have Scott. another name for that fetish. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. No, stop. I don't know. She was, she, she was held back a couple of years. She wasn't quite. Well, wow. All right. Wow. That, she told me she was that. 18, man. <laughs> That's what you sounded like. Okay. Now it's time for the No New Friends podcast with Scott, Mary, and Chris. Come on, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. That's right. You are listening to the No New Friends podcast voted number one by our friends and family. We are the podcast for adults who love to laugh at adulting please connect with us the facebook the instagram the youtube check out our sweet merchandise or join our patreon and remember between now and the end of november all of our patreon money is going straight to team gina that's teamgina.org and if you forget what they're all about just check out the episode blue blue skidoo we can too to learn all about the gina mcreynolds foundation my name is Scott. I am the host with me as always. I'm an architect for her pain. My co-host, the queen of the Sunrail, Mary. Hey. And our producer, the scumbag reselling hoarder himself, Chris. Does he look like a bitch? Well, that sounds like oh, a Samuel no, Jackson. No, it's Pulp Fiction. Oh. It's Pulp Fiction. Is it, it Pulp Fiction? fiction. Very it nice. Fiction. I got it. I got wow. it. Very wow. nice. Good for you, Scott. Got the actor right right off the bat. I got the actor right. You know, my uh, my Amazon Echo, uh, we've got a program where I can ask Sam. So we'll ask Sam what the weather <laughs> is. And sometimes he'll go, uh, mf -er, I'm not going to tell you the GD weather. And then he goes, just kidding. It's sunny today with a high of 68. And anyway, so this is episode number 69. And um, nice. it, it, this is an explicit episode because we are going to be going over a lot of adult uh, content and adult uh, Only topics. Lucky. Only if we are lucky. And episode 40 was a great episode. That was the belly dancing sex guru with uh, special guest, the Erica Rivera, the sexpert herself. And she has been so kind to come back for this very special episode 69. Erica, how are you this evening? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Of course. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. 69 is always fun yes it is yes Did you, 69 is always fun. Kind of always fun it's such a it's such a blanket turn he's like i don't know I've scott's like i've heard i've heard, I've heard rumors <laughs> so <laughs> 
already, we're already started off to a good start here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're already off to a real good start. Erica, you, uh, we, we talked about this off air the last time that we, you were here. You know, we were talking about how your, your subject matter is, is such a great subject matter that can really benefit so many people, not just people who want to, you know, spice up things in their, in their love life, but also people who need, you know, kind of the education to, uh, and, and unstigmatizing sex. And, and we're like, you know what, you, you would be great on a podcast. And you're like, I've been thinking about it. Well, the time is almost here. Tell us, tell us what you've got going on. I know. I can't believe that I like went ahead and, and started that journey. Um, yeah, I've been doing sex health education for it'll be 11 years in november so november 7th i believe is my anniversary wow and so i thought it would be cool to start a podcast you know for the anniversary so it's right around the corner i felt like i needed to reach people outside of my local community right now i've i i'd like to think that i've made an impact locally um educating you know people from middle school high school you know and people our age um even our elderly, believe it or not, you know, they need the education as well uh, with sex health. And I've been doing a lot of presentations uh, lately. So this week, for example, I'm actually doing a presentation on the connection between mental health and and sexual health and intimacy. Um, So, you know, doing all these presentations, I, you know, I started thinking like, how can I reach people outside of, you know, my local community? And I thought, man, a podcast would be would be cool. So I started a Patreon. I'm going to try to support the podcast Yay! that way. And the name I came up with was Sexpertise. So see what I did there? Expertise? Sexpertise? Perfect. I, I love that name. Sexpertise. So, um, and the goal... That's, I have a question yeah. about your Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to sell merch? Like logoed um, toys? <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> I really think you should. So... You're going to make so much cash. Actually, my high, my third tier, I only have three tiers, but the 25 a month tier um, includes a monthly goodie bag where there are adult products in that goodie bag. So as far as logos, wow. though. What, just for a friend, what's that? What's the um, link for that? If you can just like drop it somewhere. I'm asking for a friend, not for me at all. Scott just subscribed three times that 25 tier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'll... It's, it's patreon.com slash the Erica Rivera. So just the way it is. T-H-E-T, Perfect. Erica nice. Rivera. Yeah. So um, I just thought it was a good way to reach the community outside of here. And the idea is sexpertise spelt as in T's at the end. I'd like to keep people wanting more education by the end of each episode. Nice. You. You're so witty. I love it. <laughs> you are. I love it. Yeah. Now it's like a matter of like equipment and all that stuff. I have my mic, but yeah, minor details. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah, that's all you need. Perfect. That's you, all you need. You're already one step up from where Mary and I were when we started. <laughs> when Mary and I started, I had this stupid gaming headset. It sounded like I was talking in a tin can, and then Mary was using her iPhone, her iPhone, and her her, her earbuds, which sounded better than mine. But then I didn't know that I could record two microphones into my computer. We just couldn't do Zoom. So she would come over my house and she'd sit out in the patio and I'd sit upstairs <laughs> recording. So you're you're a lot further along than we were. You're doing a great job. I feel like, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of extra steps to how you, you guys did this. 
Yeah, well, we, we definitely made it difficult. Yeah, we definitely did. We had no idea what we were doing. It, like most things, that's why we have you around. We need to know how to do things. Help. <laughs> mostly Scott, just mostly Scott. Oh, wow. Okay, what? so. <laughs> to a so listen, I'll get right to it and ask the first question. And, uh, you go. know, uh, th- these came in from, from listeners. And I will warn you, if you're watching this on Facebook, uh, th- again, this episode is explicit and there's going to be a lot of adult, uh, uh, content. So bear with us on this. So <laughs> the question is, do you start at the tip with the peanut butter or the shaft? And there's an explanation into the question. <laughs> if you start at the base, the peanut butter is a little thicker and it gives some motivation for deeper but that also seems kind of rude, you know, just curious what the best you know, practice is. You know, I just I, hold on. I just want to address a few things. Why is it thicker on the base? Why does it matter? Like, why would it be thinner? on the Right. Base? That's what I'm Who's spreading the peanut butter. That's what I'm wondering. I mean, putting at the base, too. Like, what if you get someone like- that's, you know, a, a, someone with a gag reflex? That's not going to be fun. I mean, it depends. Depends on what your well, peanut butter's thick. Yeah. It depends on what you're into. But I'd probably. Start at the tip, move it down. You can spread it that okay. way. Yeah. <laughs> Why peanut butter? That's that's my question. I, yeah, I I feel strange, like the peanut butter um, is only there to attract maybe dogs and not people. Did we uh did they specify? When you first asked it, I'm like, are we talking about humans or <laughs> <laughs> that's a different podcast. I have a question. Is that real or is that just like one of those urban like legends? That's not a real thing, right? With a dog, what? bestiality? Why is that? Yeah, like people. Yeah, like that's that can't be real. Look, right? one one man's yum is another man. Wait, one man's yuck is another man's yum. I, I don't know what to say. Pe- it's it's sick, that's... but people do it. I, like, and it's not okay with the animals. And I don't want to talk about that anymore. Let's shift. <laughs> let's, let's pivot because things got really weird. The peanut butter being in that question is what makes you wonder, like, is this question for, like, that's why I said, well, I guess if it was me, I'd start at the tip. Yum. Peanut butter. Okay. But like, it sounds like it's in there to distract us. <laughs> yeah. Can we, get the, can we get them on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so then Erica, as an alternative to peanut butter, what would, what would be the number one thing that you would recommend using? The number one Yeah. Thing? Instead of peanut butter. Quite honestly, probably a flavored lubricant, but a good quality one. Because if you use like, you can use household products, chocolate syrup, whipped cream is also a good one. Um, if you don't mind the stickiness, it is going to get sticky unless you're down there for a while, then, you know then you're good to go. <laughs> but- <laughs> uh, y'all. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, Mary, Mary, you had some questions. This, 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 this question went down a dark <laughs> path. And, uh- I don't think that's, that's not a dark question. I mean, you make a very valid point because I would be very quick to say no household products like that, right? Because like, ugh, I don't know. There's a lot of sugar. There's a lot of weird things. There's ranch dressing there. and, and what, what is wrong things. with you? I don't know. Well, that's what the is thing. R- I get- <laughs> Bring out the Hellman's. Things are getting wild tonight. I do get clients complaining <laughs> about like, you know, how sticky it can get. Like basically the cleanup, which is why I said, well, if you stay that down there long enough, maybe there doesn't have to be much of a cleanup. But you know, so I get that. If that's the issue, is that what you recommend? Well, if if the issue of cleanup, are you like finish the job? Yeah, and you won't have a problem. <laughs> um, that's why I say you know a really good quality flavored lubricant, one that doesn't have sugar in it, you know, isn't going to stick. 
and that'll make it a smooth ride. It still tastes good. Like sugar-free peanut butter? (laughs) I see what you did there. (laughs) Smooth ride. Okay, so I'm glad that you brought up a connection between uh, mental health and sexual health. This literally probably has nothing to do with sexual health at all, but this is where my office went with this. This is where we went with this um, topic, and I'm not proud of it. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm, like, I'm proud so of the it, peanut butter question, like, but I know, know, question. Fine. <laughs> but that was a question submitted to you. It wasn't an ongoing conversation that took up, like, a percentage of your day, okay? Like, this did. So what is the, what would you think is the connection or, like, sexual attraction between females and, like, almost... <laughs> It sounds terrible. I don't even know how to, like almost like in a Stockholm situation. So for example, I'm going to lay out the, let me, let me just paint the picture for you. One of my coworkers has a real thing, a real thing for Michael Myers. She's like, daddy, why, what do you think? (laughs) I mean, this was a conversation that went on for a while. What would you think that is? Is there something about like someone else being in control? Maybe you, maybe you'll die. That's exciting, right? I don't know. (laughs) There are several things that could be tied to this. One, it could just be she's a horror fan and that's like her fetish. It could be the uh, dominance. Did she mention trauma at all in her life? Maybe when she was younger. No, no. And that's something that I thought. So I thought just like from a psychological standpoint, maybe like that, like trauma bond, right? Like something like, oh, we went through something together, but like, ooh, daddy, that's weird for me. Like I still have a hard time (laughs) grasping it. But I was like trying to understand where like sexually, like- Well, he wears a mask too. That could be a thing. That could be a thing. The mask. That could be a thing. Or I was thinking like how there's like that whole um, thin line between pleasure and pain. So maybe like, pleasure and I'm scared shitless like maybe there's like you know like adrenaline and excitement maybe yeah the same endorphins you feel like out of fear weigh in Scott (laughs) is the same that you feel like when you're aroused too so like you know when you're about to go on a roller coaster you're like oh my god you know like you're super scared and then you you get off the roller coaster and you're you're like all hyped up like all those endorphins you know the same thing happens when you're sexually aroused Um, she might like to be hunted if that if that makes sense, she could be into being hunted because that's. Oh, I didn't know that was even a thing. That is definitely a thing. Is yes. that? <laughs> I'm a gazelle. <laughs> Erica, I've got a friend, and this friend, Aww, congrats, friend. has it's 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 nobody on the podcast, but this person has a very strange sexual sexual uh, fetish uh with dr stephen strange from the marvel cinematic universe now what would you now this is a sorcerer um someone who guards the multiverse what would you uh what would you think their issue is why is it an issue okay i'm just not not that i know this person but i'm just speaking <laughs> up like the lorax i speak for the trees why is it an issue scott go ahead right, Erica, i was gonna say is that a problem See, it's like there's kind of a common pattern here. It, it, the power, the power dynamic. So if they're fetishized, ah. you know, they have a fetish of someone who has power, is in power, dominates other people, other things, other universes. It could just be that this person is submissive and likes being dominated, likes that dominance, like someone else being in control of their actions. Hmm. That is a thing. Um, you know, just like gotcha. I mean, we have people that prefer to be dominant. It's the complete opposite where, you know, it's a turn on for them to like have like that helpless partner, you know, like 
kind of the rescue type, you know, the hero and rescue type dynamic too. So these these questions are similar in the sense that there's like, they're both people that have power, um, you know, or in the Michael Myers case, I mean, that's, like I said, I, I still think it's a hunting type fetish, but <laughs> maybe she likes to hunt it right. now. Is that, a, is that something you've seen often? Is like, like, how do you even do that? How do you pull that off? Like, like go hide in another room and you're like, come fight. It's like hide and seek, but like, you have to wear an orange vest, like a, like a fluorescent well, vest I, while you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could act out something like that, but there's also um, dominant partners that are predatory. And, you know, when they're hunting, you know, they kind of give that growl, you know, that might be part of the part of the playtime, what they do. Yeah, like actually like acting like they're they're hunting you. That's yeah, that's a thing as well. Uh, Scott's gonna get his Elmer Fudd outfit out tonight. <laughs> well, <laughs> well now now my wife said maybe it's not a Stephen Strange thing, maybe it's just a Benedict Cumberbatch thing. And since she's saying that, maybe I need to change my Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could just be a, be a celebrity crush. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got more with sexpert Erica Rivera. You're listening to the No New Friends podcast. We'll be right back. Do you like Disney? Do you love finding out fun facts about your favorite attractions or restaurants? Then you must try Diz His, the Disney History Podcast. Joe, Alex, and Jen will keep you entertained as they deep dive into all things Disney. Visit DizHis.com or follow us on all social media at DizHis65. We even have a YouTube channel. Just search DizHis anywhere, and I hope you give us a listen. What is it that you do here? Merchandising. 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 That's right. The No New Friends podcast now has merchandising. Please visit the merchandise link in our link tree. That's link, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash No New Friends podcast. Or you can go directly to T, that's T-E-E, public dot com slash user slash N-N-F. Get your No New Friends merchandise today. Hey, this is Craig Brooks with Tasty Trivia, and you're listening to the No New Friends Podcast. Welcome back to the No New Friends Podcast with Scott, Mary, and Chris. Just visit our website, www.nonewfriendspodcast.com. And that'll take you to all of our links, all of our Patreon, our merchandise, all of our streaming, everything you need, you, anything you need, it's right there. NoNewFriendsPodcast.com. We'll also have a link to Erica's Facebook page and then Erica's Patreon page as well. So you can go support the Erica Rivera as she starts new, her new endeavor, the podcast um, Sexpertise, which I love that name. I'm really excited about the gift bags. I mean, what? <laughs> I want to. The goodie bags. I wasn't even allowed to put what was in the bags on Patreon. They flagged me for that. Really? Really? <laughs> then I must wow. become a member. <laughs> wow. Emphasis on the member. Did you like, please tell me you did a play on words with that? Like, <laughs> honestly, all I did was put adult 
products and they were like nope you can't even write that i'm like all right i'm just gonna put goodie bag and people should be able to figure really? it out <laughs> yeah they'll be able to figure yeah. it out yeah they're about two and two together <laughs> for sure so during the break we were having an interesting conversation and and erica found the the term for uh the whole being chased and, and what was the term that you that you found erica so a primal hunter which is a dominant bdsm uh, role. So what the primal hunter does is hunt down their prey. Right. You okay, Mary? It's just your response for me. Like you're like, right. <laughs> <laughs> like it's very normal. <laughs> yes. So on the break, Chris brought up, you know, let's Mount Rushmore uh the the top four horror characters <laughs> to to have sex with, I guess. And um so Mary, let's start with yeah. you. <laughs> I have a feeling her person's going to have something to do with maybe exploring her multiverse. But that's not, but it's yeah, not, a, horror not a horror movie. Not a horror movie. I think we need to maybe uh, define what a horror movie would be. What are we, where are we going? You know what? I think I know. So like, what do you define as a horror movie? Like, what about that like little hottie from Scream that was ghost faced? Does that count? Is that a, it, it's a horror movie. Wait, let's not take yeah. this too yeah. seriously. Yes, yeah. it's a horror movie. <laughs> Now, if you say well, like, if you like- say like Ryan Gosling from The Notebook, I mean, though it's a horror movie to me, I know sure as shit that's not a horror movie to you. You're first of all, <laughs> you're full of shit because we both know you love that movie. So I'm going to stop you right there. Okay, like you said on a throne of lies. What do you want? All of them? Or are we going to go round robin? Just give me four, Mary. I want to move on already. The lead character from you. Ooh! <gasps> oh. oh wow! That's that Joe Goldberg. Good one. All right. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love that it. Was a, that was really good. Yeah. I mean, he could probably slash my throat and I'd be like, thank you. So <laughs> let's come again. <laughs> let's talk about this for a second because <laughs> let's, let's talk about this for a second because it, it's taking us way too long to even understand the concept of Mount Rushmore of horror movies, uh, horror movie sex fetishes. I have great ones. We'll come already. back to you, Chris. So <laughs> this entire I, I, I need to understand it now, Erica, obviously you watch you because that, that's in your uh, it's in your Mount Rushmore, Joe Goldberg. So, yes, he is. <laughs> why do we all root for him? I, uh, right. It's not that I'm rooting for him, but at the same time, <laughs> if I had to pick someone to hunt me down, it would be him. He's just it's that charming character. You know, I'd probably allow. um what's his name michael c hall he does the dexter he's the lead character dexter, from dexter yes. i'd probably let yeah. him hunt me down too it's just something uh, about like the fact that they're charm they're they have like this charm i would as well you know that some of these other There's horror like human film guys are qualities you know yeah. yeah exactly they act like they have empathy when truly they don't and there's something mysterious about that that you know I think is a like every guy I dated in college. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on, uh, I'm on episode eight of the new season, season three of you. And every time he's in someone else's house or doing something that he could get caught, I have this like feeling of anxiety where I don't want him to get caught. And it's like, what is wrong with me that I'm rooting for this guy? Like, I, like I just, I, but then I also understand his rationale. Like this person's bad for you. So I'm going to eliminate them from your life. True. No, I, no, I, I get both sides. Yeah. 
you almost feel bad for him in some of the episodes. Like I find myself feeling pity and I'm like, why, why do I feel bad for him? Like if he gets caught or he gets killed, so be it. <laughs> but it's, I don't know. It's it, definitely amazing writers of the show. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. Okay. So Erica, you, you're going to lead us off then. So Joe is in your uh, top four for, and then to Joe and then uh, Dexter. So two more for us. I don't know if I have two more. Those are the two that popped up for me. I don't, I don't. It's probably a very normal thing to say. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, that's probably right. We're like, you know what? I don't, I'm like, I, I have a great know. list. All right, Chris, go ahead. I'm method acting here. So definition provided to us from Erica. Primal something. <laughs> so if I was a primal somethinger, right, and needed to be hunted down, you know, first of all, my number one on Mount Rushmore, Jigsaw from Saul. You imagine, oh, the, you're, you're laying in bed, you're ready, and then all of a sudden the door opens, and then all you hear is, do you want to play a game? And it's like, oh, yeah, I want to play a game. And so let's play, let's play a couple, right? All right. So that's number one on my list. Number two would be... Wow, actually, number two is harder than I thought. But I'm going to go with Swamp Thing. You don't have to worry about smelling. You don't have to worry about how you look. It's Swamp Thing. He's from a swamp, right? Yeah, I get that. Uh, if, I was, if, if I was a normal person, I'd probably pick uh, Megan Fox by, from uh, Jennifer's Body, but I'm not a normal person. And my next one is going to be the ghost from Ghostbusters from that scene where they were having sex with Bill Murray. Okay. <laughs> because he has a ghost fetish, remember? Uh, that, uh, Exactly, right? About, guys, we're going down a path I wasn't prepared for this evening. Okay, Megan Fox, though, yes. I know. Megan Fox would be the easy one. My last one's going to be Annabelle. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay, Scott. Jesus. No, not Annabelle. The, the nun from <laughs> oh, Annabelle. Thanks, I feel Scott. like that would make for a great story. I feel like that would make for a great story. Hey, remember that nun from <laughs> Annabelle? Yeah, crazy story to tell you. You better Bubba Duck, because I like the name Bubba Duck. But, Scott. Get your turn. I could tell you were thinking real hard about now, this. I, I, well, I'm trying to go with some female character, female horror characters. <laughs> and uh, so I'm trying to like find the female horror characters that are actually the bad guy, uh, as opposed to going with the easy way out by saying, you know, Amanda Young, who was played by Jennifer Love Hewitt in uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer, or maybe Sydney Prescott from mm. uh, Scream. No, they're supposed to be actual, like, the bad guys. I know, what are you talking about? I, I know, about? that's why I did some research, Stay to just get an idea of um, the, the women bad guys, or bad girls. So, my first one would be Grace Stewart. Do you guys know who Grace Stewart is? No. Okay, she was played by Nicole Kidman in the movie The Others. Remember, she killed her kids? Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, spoiler I alert. That. Spoiler oh. alert. Yeah, way to go. Oh my gosh, yep. I was watching that because this Because that's what we need to worry about on this episode, is a spoiler. That's <laughs> I know, right? That's one thing. Then I'm going to uh, go a little Carrie White. Carrie White from the movie Carrie. Oh, uh, wasn't, wasn't she? Wait, wait, wait. Didn't she attend her yes, prom? Yep. And she's a little bit crazy. And, and, and a little bit young, right, Scott? Chris and I are both <laughs> thinking the same thing here. <laughs> it's a little young, We Scott. have another name for that fetish. Well, <laughs> Stop it. No, stop. I don't know. She was she she was held back a couple of years. She wasn't quite well, well, all right. Well, that, she told me she was that. 18, man. <laughs> That's what you sounded like. Uh, okay. Then um I, and I don't know the the name of the character, but in the movie The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, uh the Was it the person in the cradle, Scott? <laughs> 
No, but the crazy woman who uh, was try was like breastfeeding this other person's baby. <laughs> oh. Why? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Look, hold on, Chris said Swamp Thing. Chris said Swamp Thing, and he, and he. But he had a reason. A he had a reason. No shame. He had a reason. Yes, no but shame. you were like the one that she's breastfeeding somebody else's baby. But she's and then you make she's her hot. <laughs> She's hot. Look, here's the thing. I, for some reason, I have a thing for hot and crazy. My, you know, my, my current wife is the, uh, is not crazy. And she's always like, well, you're, you're looking for crazy. Uh, but you know, what do you do with me? And I'm like, well, I just wanted to get away from the crazy for a minute. Oh, that was a really good save. Are you like really trying for some extra points right now? Erica, can you unwrap this for us? Like, what's he doing? Is he oh. trying to arouse his wife by saying these things right now? Are you trying Let's to get her to it. be like. A horror villain for Halloween? I was thinking, honestly, while you were going through your list, I was thinking... Emphasis uh, on the horror. Alex, <laughs> Alex Forrest from Fatal At- Attraction. It was like the 80s. Oh, yeah. Do you remember her? Oh, would have been a good Yeah, one. or Lisa, Lisa Silverstone from uh, from Crush. The Crush, where she was next door neighbors with uh, Corwin Ells. Yeah. No? Okay. Forget it. I'm gonna yeah. So I'm adding like as Scott was going through, I was adding I was adding females to my Mount Rushmore because I was like, oh, he's bringing up some good ones. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very inclusive. Right. I can I can have both men and and female characters. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> what I think mine were mostly guys. Yours so, were yeah, mostly yeah. creatures <laughs> or supernatural mine beings. Dolls, <laughs> some of yeah, yours mine were dead. <laughs> mine were dolls. <laughs> that is true. I didn't take that into account. <laughs> All right. So, Erica, you got two more for us. Yeah. Alex is going to be one of them. And um, I have I don't know. I shared some with you. I did like Carrie. I know that that's like weird because everybody was like, oh, but she was young. OK, but she's not that age now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and and also also she, she like didn't she not go to school right away because of her social awkwardness, we'll call it. So maybe she was, in fact, held back. So maybe she's not as young as, or no, she was a senior. She was 18. It's fine. She was was 18. She was 18. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't even know how we went down this this road. How does this keep happening? I don't know. Okay, Mary. Taking a short Mary, we're waiting for your four. Oh, I did. I did one. I said Ghostface. Okay, right? Ghostface. Ghost now, it, oh, was it was it uh, the guy uh, who Skeet Ultrich who uh, who played Ghostface in the first movie, or Matthew Lillard, or is it just Ghostface? We'll just go with Ghostface. Um, okay, yeah. Mary, Mary, I do want to cut you off because you're going to love this. So um, we did get our intern to reach out to Stephen King. Stephen King did give us a swift response. He did send us the plot to Carrie, which takes place in a main town of Chamberlain in the year 1979. Uh, Carrietta Carrie uh, White is a 16-year-old girl <laughs> who is the target of ridicule. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen King, Thank for reaching out so sweetly. We appreciate it. And our interns nice. for getting right on that. Look, Eric, I'm going to be honest. It's cute when you do it. Scott, not so much. It's definitely creepy. Um, it's definitely some sex- sexist in the movie. In the movie, she was 17. So we can... We can, we can um, Age of consent in the that. state of Florida is 16. So we're good. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. oh. Um. So Ghostface. Um, and then I'm going to say uh, Leprechaun, you know, because we're at the same height. So oh. that would be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, speaking probably. of bestiality. Uh... <laughs> That's not, he's a little, he's magical. But he looks like. A, I no, love Lucky he's not. Charms. <laughs> Wrong Leprechaun. <laughs> 
So, okay, well, um, that one didn't work out for me. Uh, maybe the candy man, because I'm all about the All right, candy. I can uh, go with that one. He's mysterious. Yep. And um, yeah. all you have to do is yeah. look in the mirror and summon got, him. like that hook thing. Yeah, I'm there for that. Um, wait, so does Beetlejuice count then? I, I will count it. Good, oh. good, get, or good, uh, good answer. Oh, no, you know what? Um, actually, I would like, thank you. I'd like to submit another one. Um, can we, can we just say maybe, uh, David Bowie in Labyrinth? I feel like he was a bad guy. I'll for give kids. it to that you. Was a horror I'll movie. give it to you. Whew, it let to me you. tell you, that was a sexual awakening for me when I was a child. Okay, somebody else now. Good God. <laughs> I feel like he was the creepiest answer out of oh, all our answers. Oh, no, he actually. was David not. David Bowie. Oh, man. That's a... Um... It's a weird sexual attraction. I'm not going to lie. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. it well, it's yeah. just like, like it's mine's like, weird. Yeah, okay. More weird Swamping. than uh, than Carrie Annabelle and the the, the, and the child. Uh, I mean, I might as well have just said, you know, the children <laughs> of the corn. Like, you know, let's just oh go God. for the Scott, full inappropriate. <laughs> Scott's Scott's last on this Mount Rushmore was Predator. Predator. <laughs> 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 All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back. We're going to get back back on track and get some more into the education and asking Erica some uh, valuable questions instead of us being a bunch of goofballs. We can do that on a regular basis. You're listening to the New New Friends podcast. We'll be right back. Hey, new new friends, listeners. If you're anything like me, you don't have the desire or time to clean your own house. That's why I've been using I Believe Services for the last five to six years. They are your one-stop shop for all of your cleaning needs. They do commercial, house cleaning, vacation homes, post-construction, party cleanup, deep cleaning, move in or move out, pressure washing, laundry, inside cabinets, fridge, oven, and much more. Call them today, 407-928-4595. Check them out on Facebook or their website, I Believe Services. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Remy from Remy's Roundtable alongside my dangerous co-host, Chris. Guys, our podcast is pretty much all about what is going on here in the beautiful state of Florida. We cover your theme park news, the rumors, and of course, guys, we bring on some local celebrities such as the 5-Minute Professor from Real Radio 104.1. So guys, don't go anywhere and uh, stay tuned and listen to this episode of the No New Friends Podcast. Hey guys, comedian James John, and you are listening to the No New Friends Podcast. Welcome back to the No New Friends Podcast with Scott, Mary, and Chris. We are joined in virtual studio by special guest, our very own sexpert, the host of the upcoming podcast, Sexpertise. I love that name. Now, right before we... Uh, we, we well we had a weird topic in the last segment where we were uh, ranking the horror uh, characters that we would like to sleep with, but Erica had some kind of education behind those fetishes, and uh, and Erica, I'll let you take it over. All right, so uh, we were talking about the primal uh, and hunter fetish. So normally, a primal person is someone that enjoys primal play. So it's someone that has um, a primal fetish that where they tend to act very animalistic. So what you do is you might include some scratching, some biting, um, maybe some hair pulling, vocalizing with grunts or growls. So it's very animalistic behavior. And I just do that when I'm hungry. (laughs) 
No, we are trying to listen to some sexy stuff. You talking about being hungry and rubbing your stomach is not doing it for us right now, Scott. I know. God, I'm over here like, like, yeah, tell me more. And Scott, you wrecked it. Well, as my wife always says, you've got the best sweet, uh, the, the best pillow talk. And she says it sarcastically, of course. Uh, Erica, continue, please. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just, I was just describing some of the characteristics that you might find in a dominant partner that may be into primal play. Um, those are some of the things that they may exhibit. Um, but it's really about just letting go of your inhibitions and allowing your, yourself to get into a, a headspace where you're in, you know, instinctual. So that's what primal play is, you know, in case people who were listening were like, why are we doing this? Why are we talking about these horror characters? So um, that's what primal play is. <laughs> <laughs> we might have emphasized it a little much or like, uh, I don't know, blew it, yeah, took like a little it was bit a little hype. Emotion. That made it sound a, a lot more normal. Like, it took it like a <laughs> step a little further, bit, yeah. I think. Anywho's all. So um, what type of advice would you have for somebody who is maybe, um, I don't know, like getting married soon, um, didn't invite his two best friends to his wedding, it's fine, um, you know, but... What type of advice would you uh, give to this young chap to keep things fiery and, um, you know, spicy? Okay. And <laughs> wait a second. You said he invited what? Like, what? He, he just, it's a minor detail. It's like a character flaw, you might say. He didn't invite his two best friends that he's never met to his wedding. <laughs> He's a dick. Yeah. Do I even want to give this person advice? <laughs> I don't know. You probably want to punch not. him. I don't know. <laughs> He probably doesn't even need advice. I thought I was helping people out. <laughs> but I mean, if there was any advice to give someone like that, you should probably, probably just say go it. and say it. <laughs> so he's the groom and he invited his two best friends. And, like, I'm like lost a little Didn't bit. Okay. Okay. So Erica, okay. Let, let, yeah, let me, uh, let me, let me do this. Let me, let me ask the question. What, what are, do you meet with couples who are about to get married and do they, you know, is there ever conversations about the wedding night? Because there's a lot of, obviously there's expectations, but there's also the, we've put together this wedding and we're freaking exhausted. Um, but then there's the pressure of, well, we have to do this. Yes. So I do meet with couples. Um, some, some of those newlyweds maybe have saved themselves for this particular night and some have not. So the advice depends on their situation. Um, if it's a couple that's experienced, um, you know, I obviously ask questions about how their sex life is going now prior to the wedding. And if it's slowed down because of, you know, the, the busyness of just getting everything together and the stress and the people and everyone that's involved in the money. And there's just so much going on that it's hard to even find the time or the energy. So with those couples, it's obviously communicating about your needs and not feeling guilty about that. Um, if your partner makes you feel guilty about that, then that's kind of a red flag. You may want to talk to me and we'll talk about something else. Um, but yeah, so just communicating about your needs. And if your part, you know, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> but if it's uh, let's say it's their first time and they've been saving for that moment, usually that stress is performance more so than communication. But just, oh, my God, am I going to be able to perform, you know, mm. so. It's really about talking with your partner about what each other, you know, has been expecting or what they visualize that night being like. Because the more that you talk about that, the more comfortable you're going to feel through the little hiccups, if that makes sense. 
if you don't talk about it at all or what you think that night is supposed to look like, then those awkward moments are going are gonna to be hard to, to work through, you know? So having that discussion ahead of time, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's a great point because I didn't even, it it, it didn't even cross my mind that, you know, uh, there are couples that wait and (laughs) well, nowadays, you know, it's, uh, they, they they may wait till the second date, but, uh, so (laughs) if there's a couple that has saved themselves and they, they, they come to see you, what kind of, uh, what kind of things would you recommend to them? Um, because they have no idea what they're doing. Uh, I mean, they've seen it maybe in the movies or, you know, in fifth grade sex ed, but like, what, what kind of advice do you give them? What kind of uh, walkthrough do you take them on? So definitely starting slow, because there's some people that just want to rush into it because of whatever they've been exposed to, whether through culture, media, whatnot. But, you know, always take it slow that first night. Um making sure they have the right products because just going in there without lubricant. And, you know, this also depends, you know, I mean, there's so many factors because it depends on the age of this couple as well. You know, what advice I'm going to give them, you know, someone younger versus someone that's, you know, older, um, they may need different things. So um, definitely having a lubricant, definitely um, talking to them about some basic positioning rather than you know i would i would definitely not talk to them about fetishes for example i don't i i would save (laughs) those types of conversations for i mean because you know the conversation we we've had today on the on the radio on the on air so far like i wouldn't talk to them about that but i would talk to them about basic positions making sure you have lubricant not jumping the gun um into toys or anything like that but just finding that connection with each other because that's what's going to be most important your first time is uh, the emotional connection between the two people, especially if, if it is their wedding, their, you know, the honeymoon or their wedding night. So definitely connection, how they're feeling about that night and making sure that they have the right products if necessary for that first time. So Erica, when you say uh, for our listeners who might be saving themselves for the first time, you said something about lubricant. What brand peanut butter would you suggest? <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> <laughs> She's like Peter Pan whipped, actually, is best. It's a little thinner. It goes down the shaft easier. She was I can't. That. I was thinking Skippy right away. Skippy. <laughs> <laughs> but on a serious note, yes, a water-based lubricant is always best. Something that is water-based. That not nut-based. Nut nut <laughs> well, not that nut, at least. Oh, right. that was too far. That was, that was a little bit too far. Oh, man. Oh, man. About that. Now, now this would be a scenario when you would give maybe the groom um, an earpiece so that you could be coaching from another room or something like, you know, uh, no. <laughs> like, why do you have to make this stuff creepy? <laughs> I got I got to wear my whistle. <laughs> no, I'm going to call it timeout. <laughs> Change the position. You over here. <laughs> a 10 yard penalty for primal <laughs> instinct uh habits on the first on the, hey the, seriously the believe it or not sometimes first timers are like you know especially um the males like they tend to be very aggressive the first time and i'm like you have to you have to chill because if she's never done anything before you know you got to mm-hmm. take it slow but that primal instinct does kick in pretty fast <laughs> i could see that 
It's like a dormant <laughs> volcano. It's just like Pompeii all over the. <laughs> everything's buried. This, just this, six this is a- <laughs> Mary, you had a question for Erica. No, I didn't have a question. It was just more of a comment, and you guys have just wrecked it. It was. It made sense though when you were like, it's more about like a connection and being able to communicate your needs and being able to like. <laughs> Say, yeah, this isn't working or like sex is messy, man. Right. Like things can be weird. I think it's good to like have those open conversations. That's something we talked about on the last episode that you're on. Right. Like we talked about just being open and being like, yeah, this is weird. Like what we're doing is kind of weird, but this is fun. Like this feels good. And just communicating about things. Um, Now, the whole like sex on your, your wedding night thing, like always I find odd, like just the like the tradition of it for me, particularly because. You know, like when you go to a wedding, and this is going to make me sound like a psycho, but it's totally fine. Um, and then you like, there's like a brunch afterwards. You're like, you guys totally boned last night, didn't you? You did. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's awkward. Like that everybody <laughs> definitely knows what you were up to that evening. <laughs> like, I don't know. Nobody else felt like that when they got married. Nobody like. Or when everybody wants to hang out after the wedding and you're like, can you guys go away? Because we got some stuff to do. Particularly each other. <laughs> Poor Jared. He's dying over there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jared's sweating profusely. <laughs> no, but you're right, Mary. The communication is everything, whether it's your first time or you've been around the block a couple times. Um, the communication is still important. You know, it's just I know specifically for, for newlyweds, if it is their first time, you know, I focus more on the emotional connection because. They don't have anything to compare it to other than what they've been exposed to. And nine times out of 10, you know, just depending on porn or the old school sexual health education that we're used to from school, which I don't even like to call sex ed because it's really not, you know, it's just not enough to prepare (laughs) them. So usually I do focus on that emotional connection because if you have that, then you can get through the hiccups pretty easily. Now, for people that, you know, have been together a long time or, you know, it's not their first time on their wedding night or, you know, it's someone that has been around the block. There's no shame in that. You know, um, usually we're looking, you know, they're talking to me about what can I do next? Because I've done so much. Is is there anything I can do to keep things exciting because I'm tired of the same thing over and over again? And that's where you really have to talk to your partner and say, hey, can we try this? It might sound weird, but, you know, being able to talk to your partner about that is is everything. And like we discussed earlier about yucks and yums, you know, you don't want to yuck someone else's yum. And if your partner's into something that you're like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> Look at Scott is immediately like... <laughs> It's important to find a middle ground. He's way too happy about that phrase. So, Erica, before we go, um, I know you you also teach belly dancing classes. Is that correct? I sure do. That's my other talent is belly dancing. Uh, I teach every week and I also belly dance at a hookah bar every other weekend. So now do you, do you teach belly dancing as part of the the uh, sex coach curriculum? I mean, because that there could be some eroticness in belly dancing, right? I mean, am I way off? Actually, actually no, you're not. <laughs> you're not way off. off. Um, I don't mention it as much during a session unless someone asks because there are times where, um, you know, how women may take pole dancing or, you know, some kind of heel dance or chair dancing class to spice things up. 
some of those are a little intense for most people. So they may come to me and say, hey, you know, maybe teach me a little belly dance routine. And yeah, it's very exotic. Um, I do a class biweekly, which is called sensual belly dance. And those are for those participants. So I do that every every other weekend. And I was asked uh, one last question via Facebook. So you are a certified sex coach, yes. correct? <laughs> I am. Okay. So who certifies you? So I was certified through Indiana University. I took their uh, sexual health and promotion uh, program to become certified. And I'm currently working on getting a board certification, which is a little different. Um, that's kind of like when you get to put fancy letters at the end of your, end of your name. I'm probably going to use, uh, and I'm going to put this on my Patreon, but one of my goals is once I have the money to get that one, um, that's what I'm going to do with, with the first like 200 bucks that comes through on Patreon. <laughs> so yes, Indiana awesome. University, awesome. I, I, get, I get that I question often. Cool. So. <laughs> All right. And how, uh, how, do our, how do our listeners find you? So you can literally find me on everything and anything at the Erica Rivera. So my Patreon is patreon.com slash the Erica Rivera. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, basically everything. And it's all the same username throughout. So the Erica Rivera. Awesome. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us for tonight. As always, please make sure you connect with us on the Facebook, the Instagram, the YouTube all of our social media, all of our podcasting platform. Uh, check out our sweet merchandise, join our Patreon, and just check out our website. That's www.nonewfriendspodcast.com. On behalf of Mary, Chris, and Erica, I'm Scott. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Okay, bye. Bye.